Hello and welcome to Doom Minute, the Melbourne Demons fan podcast. Meets after a big week in Spain, we're back to reality, back to work, back to discussing another D's loss. Another disappointing loss. Um, how many losses in a row is it now? Five? Ooh, I've kind of lost track. Yeah, I think we won two out of the win. last eleven, maybe. Yeah, so our last one was against Carlton, right? Right. And our, last, our win before what that was against Frio. Was, yeah, yeah, this is both of them very convincing <laughs> wins. Um, yeah, it's been a bad, bad patch, hasn't it? Um, but we're back to discussing it and to dissecting what went wrong, as we've been doing most weeks. Well, we should we should start with the positive. I mean, the first half was pretty good. Yeah, I actually thought we played pretty well in the first half. Yeah, and then the rain came. And then the rain came and just destroyed us. Yeah. And, and I love Goodwin blaming on the rain. Well, I mean, it's true that Richmond are an amazing wet weather team. but I thought we would be a good wet weather team. I didn't We're th- a contested team. No, but I remember the, the, the conventional wisdom is if you're the worst team, you want the rain. Right, exactly. Because it levels everything down. Yeah. We could scrap our way to maybe a very lucky win. But we were just completely cooked after the rain it came. It was like the rain came and then Richmond's skills just all came to the forefront didn't it i mean they were just so talented oh they were so skillful they were exceptional and at the end of the day you can analyze these games a million ways their level of talent was so far above ours it's absurd when you've got tom lynch in the forward line when you've got dusty kicking it in you've got shane edwards edwards basher hawley you know like vloston all these guys like there's talent on every line and we have a few players like that a handful but she's not many. No. And some of our really talented players, like Melksham, just coming back into the team. Oh, Milkshakes will take some time to slot back in, I think. Yeah. It's going to take a couple of weeks. He's been out for so long. But, I mean, it was just good to have him in the team, I guess. But, yeah, we definitely felt like there was... It felt like there was a real talent golf, I think. Um, totally. Particularly after the rain came. Right. And we were fluking a lot of goals to keep ourselves in it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Like that Jordan Lewis amazing goal. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It was great. It was great. You don't see that very often. But the truth is, we lost the inside 50, 37 to 70. Yeah, we got belted. Which is absurd. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't think our midfield was, was as good or as hard as theirs. I mean, Viney and Jones had pretty decent games, I would say. But having said that, they didn't have a tackle, either of them. For the whole game. Yeah. That's pretty damning. It's pretty bad in the wet. Two captains not having a single tackle for the whole game. It's not good. It's not good. That's pretty... And having said that, I still think it's one of their better games, both of them, which which shows how far off we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, I don't know. It is frustrating. I mean, our defense... Oh, yeah. What did you think about Oscar McDonald's um, performance on Tom Lynch? Well, he was... I think he was on Rewalt, actually. Okay. Uh, Although they did rotate a bit between him and Frost. Yeah. I mean, they struggled... I know Oscar had this mini preseason or mid-season thing, but he looks about as strong and fast as he did before. I thought he looked a bit bigger, but you know, it's just the problem is, is it's just there's a, there's just a gulf between the likes of Oscar McDonald and Rewalt and Tom Lynch. You know, right. like they're really elite players, and you know, ultimately he's just not in that category of talent. Really, I mean, what do you do? Some of these like sort of players, you can't really stop if you're not if you just don't have the ability. Totally, totally. And also dealing with 70 inside 50s. Definitely. I mean, that, the midfield has not helped him at all. It has given him no respite. No, no. And you think back to last year. I mean, Oscar McDonald was obviously a subject of frustration. But he had some pretty good games on Jack yeah, he did. and others. Because he wasn't because getting... Because the midfield, midfield was doing his job. Him, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They are giving him a chop out. But they're right. really not getting much of a chop out at all. They're getting nothing. Totally. I thought Lever was actually a bit better. Lever I thought right. that I thought yeah. that he um, his intercepting is really quite strong, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I totally see now that part of his game really coming to coming to um to effect the only question is some of his kicking and decision making i wasn't sure about but that will right. come i guess 
I think, honestly, the goal with Lever is that he just gets through the season. I know, I agree, and stays on the park. Yeah. I know there was a little bit of a worry at one point in the game, wasn't there? Yeah. But, um, you know, he pulled up okay, so I think he just has to, as long as he stays in the team and just improves week to week, that's all that really matters at this stage. Totally, totally. Um, I think another fo- a positive, some of our young forwards are stepping into the breach a little bit. Yeah, um, Petty's got good hands, doesn't he? Phenomenal He's hands. got great hands. I mean, it's a shame about the kicking, but he yeah. just... I mean, I guess he is like a now a makeshift, you know forward that's being created out of the fact that we've got no forward line so but he's doing pretty well in terms of his marking right and give him a preseason, and you'd assume he'd probably trade with the forwards next preseason, just yeah. because we have so many defenders yeah i agree which seems a little bit strange given Bizarre. he hasn't done it i don't think he's ever played forward before a few rounds ago but i mean that might be the career that he has to make for himself yeah and, and he's got the marking i mean with him and Fritch down there. Fritch looks great. Yeah. Fritch is really, I mean, this is, this back end of the season, he's really putting together quite a few great performances. Absolutely. Which yeah. is what I sort of expected during the preseason based mm. on the buzz that was coming out of Melbourne. But, um, you know, obviously for various reasons that didn't happen, but no, he's looking great. Yeah. That's been a huge positive. So very happy about that. Um, one player who's been slightly more enigmatic, shall we say. It's a very um, kind way of putting it. Um, Brian Pruce. So we were demanding his inclusion. Yes. So full full disclosure on that. But geez, he's had some bad games. And this week, six touches, one mark, zero tackles. Yeah, that's not ideal, is it? And, and he just, just looks out of position. Marking. Yeah. Constantly. He always looks like he's getting near the ball, but just can't quite stick him. Yeah, yeah. In but even like a rough contest, he's always so far back. Yeah. He doesn't even reach the contest. But I think or... it's some of the running stuff that Gorm was talking about, right? How he's a little bit off the pace, pun intended, when it comes yeah. to the running. He just seems a bit lost. And the truth is, I think he's going to be a development player because he does have a huge amount of size. Uh, and I can imagine him becoming quite good over time. But I think he's going to take time. I think and so. right now, I don't think it's really helping our team to play him. Uh, I don't think he's helping his confidence either. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be helping Gorn that much. I no. mean, obviously in terms of rest, it does. But I still think Gorn likes to stamp himself on a contest. And Gorn is just such a good runner. that yeah. I mean, it's just, that's his natural... Um, thing and I feel like you know he can really sort of exploit that in a way that a lot of other ruckmen can't right exactly exactly um so I'd be surprised if Bruce played this week yeah um yeah all right well that's enough about the game I think we can only stomach about seven oh, minutes about it was any Melbourne quite game. painful yeah especially because we're in Spain with a Richmond supporter a very good friend of ours who's a Richmond supporter that's true yeah that's he was true. quite smug yes yes um and so we won't spend any time on the Marbio Chols of the world um Let's talk about the personnel changes in the Demons. This is always interesting. I like this. It's just the, it's the only interesting thing to talk about at this point in the season, isn't it? Right. Um, so McCartney out. Yes, which I think has like been a done deal. For a while. It was so funny because, well, not funny and like ha ha funny. Probably not just, funny for him. No, not funny for him, but funny in the sense of like you read the press release and um, Goodwin just went out of his way to talk about how much of a wonderful mentor and how mm. much of a great friendship they have. And anyway, just sort of was at great pains to explain that this is not an acrimonious breakup. Yeah. But any breakup in this particular fashion has got some degree of acrimony, don't you think? Oh, totally. And those press releases are a bit stupid. I mean, you read them and you're like, this guy sounds like an awesome coach. Why yeah. would we ever let him go? Exactly. When clearly there's problems. And somewhere. clearly it's not working. And it clearly yeah. it's not like he's going to another job immediately. So right. clearly there's something going on and that's the reason why he's moving on. So Yeah, totally. Totally. But look, it sounds like he had a good impact on, on some players. I mean, Particularly Clay, Clay Clary. Really yeah. Palms. Palms, Harms, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, they're two of our big success stories. They really are, I mean, yeah. a huge amount of success stories, but no. they're, they're two real standouts. Yeah. So, look, impossible to tell from the outside what these individual coaches are doing. It seems like he had an impact with some, so I guess wish him well. Yeah. Um, you've been telling me, and I don't know if this is 
actually true or this is neither on too many fan forums? I spend a lot of time on fan forums, guys. So all of my um, sort of intel that I present on this podcast are random um, scrapings from the depths of the Reddit uh, Melbourne Demons universe. I think I think our audience already knows that. Needs, um, okay, good. No one's, no one's, as long as no one's thinking that I'm really out here like spooking real home truths or anything like that. No, no, no one's No under, danger of that. <laughs> no one's under any illusions. Um, James Heard... Yeah. In, apparently. Well, this is according for, for to... what, exactly? I mean, as an assistant coach, potentially. Interesting. I know. It's just... It's really bizarre that we've... Um, it's funny because I feel like most other clubs, if this is true, which is obviously very dubious, but most other clubs in the league are sort of trying to harvest, you know, players and coaches from the Clarkson hmm. 2013 to 2015 era. And we, on the other hand, are trying to, like, harvest... Coaches and players the from the Essendon supplement era, <laughs> yeah. including like Hibbard, Melksham, Goodwin, Good potentially heard. Yeah. Like we're literally, we're just like, you know what, guys, we don't want the um, successful three-peat model. We want the drugs-infused uh, <laughs> model from Essendon. We're just building a whatever-it-takes culture, It really right? is, so isn't it? Yeah. So that's the rumor. I mean... It, I'm sure it won't happen. It kind of makes sense to me because it sounds like Goodwin and Heard were pretty close. I think so. And it sounds like, I mean, Heard did have a good relationship with his players before everything mm. went awry and was a somewhat of a successful coach before everything went awry and people think he's got a reasonable football brain but yeah it's it's it'd be an interesting one if it actually happened yeah look i'm not i don't think it's gonna happen i'm not positive about it to be honest i did not like her i think it's a terrible idea i hated that whole thing with an umpire do you remember that whole scandal back in the day i mean that's really the least of his issues really no i just always thought he was a bit of a slog yeah i I never and you just hate essendon in general hate essendon yeah absolutely hate essendon although i am glad we got milk tricks and hibbert out of it um look i don't really like it i have no idea about this coaching acumen but um yeah i'm very skeptical i'm sure this is a painful rumor so let's just leave it um, on reddit for the time being i think i heard some rumor that we're interested in richardson alan richardson really is that right yeah which to me is that a better option he sounds like a very highly rated assistant who maybe just couldn't make it work as a senior coach yeah it's not the worst person to come into a club i feel yeah um bolton or richardson i mean they're kind of similar aren't they two people who are very highly rated as assistant coaches yeah but just couldn't make it work at just senior coach level. Couldn't get it done. Yeah. Look, I'd be happy to give that a try. But um, in other news, you think you've got a scoop. Deluded's first scoop. It's hardly a scoop. It comes from Twitter because this is what I do, right? I spend far too much time on Twitter. Hmm. Um, no, it's hardly a scoop. It's more an interesting observation from okay. reading Twitter. So after the game, I was reading Twitter and I saw that a guy called Andrew tweeted, if Goodwin had has any sense, he'll make Max Gorn the sole captain next year, hashtag AFLD's Tigers, right? Mm-hmm. Using the official AFL hashtag. And I saw that Gorn liked that tweet. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And how many people like this tweet? Like, like thousands? Or? No, it's not thousands. I don't think Andrew Andrew has as much uh, influence as... Um, as you might think, but it's it's only thirty eight people. But Gorn was one of them. That's so weird. I'm not sure if it's like an accidental like, because you've been prone to that before, haven't you, Kieran? <laughs> I have done that once, actually. Um, it's a very easy mistake to make. Well, what happened with your accidental <laughs> like? Oh God, um, I can't believe I'm talking about this on air. Uh, basically, this acquaintance of ours posted, I think, a bit of a pompous status on Facebook, talking about how um, his partner had left him. 
um, and uh, essentially saying that anyone who likes the, the post or comments on it will be defriended immediately. It's hysterical. Uh, and no one obviously liked it except for me by accident. <laughs> I do a lot of things like this on social media by accident. Uh, so then I saw, so to give our listeners context, I saw, I saw the status and I was kind of like, well, that's, that's aggressive. Um, especially cause it said anyone who likes or comments on this, um, status will be immediately defriended. And then I just see one like, and it's Kieran Iyer. Uh, and then I screenshot it and sent it to Kieran immediately. And I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> why did you like this? And he immediately went and, um, unliked it, yes. but you didn't get defriended. I didn't get culled. Yeah. 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 Quite remarkably. I don't know if this guy saw it, but um, the the point of all of that is it's possible that Gorn just had one of those. Although this tweet was liked days ago and still liked today. Yeah, it's still liked. Which is interesting. Do you so think? Do you Gorn think he's doing angling. a bit of PR for for himself? Just what, pitching himself to be captain, trying to keep... through through liking a Twitter post. <laughs> yeah, I think but that's this is exactly one it. of his friends, right? This is just no. A random well, guy. I don't know who this Andrew guy is. He's like a random guy on Twitter. Maybe they're best friends. Maybe I it's think like it's a, a bit of an aggressive mood to say. The coach is an idiot if he doesn't make me captain next year. That's a bit of a weird tweet to like. Don't well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, but it's to be fair, it's true. Mm. I mean, none of that sentence is untrue. I mean, it's right now, you know, Nathan Jones is moving into the twilight of his career. Um, Jack Viney's obviously got concerns with getting his body right and obviously wanting to pick up his form a bit. And Gorn is the out-and-out superstar of the team and the only star in the team right now who's performing consistently week in, week out. So it does make sense for Gorn to be captain, don't you think? I mean, maybe. We don't know enough about what it's like inside the club totally. and, and all of that. But obviously just based on consistency of on-field performance, you can see a case for that. And maybe for Viney, wouldn't be the worst thing not to be captain. Yeah. He's just an intense him... enough guy anyway. Just focus on his footy. Well, I think that's right. Especially when people have had long-term injuries, sometimes you do need that sort of refresher to feel like you are just focusing on one particular thing at one particular point in time. But I don't know. I think it makes sense for Gorn to be captain, don't you think? Maybe. Maybe. I really don't think we know. Or maybe Gorn it. and Viney to be captain together. Though it does seem to me like Gorn is kind of a larger-than-life figure who... Yeah you know, would want to run the ship maybe himself. Totally. If he doesn't want, like, rucking with Jake Spencer or Bruce, you know, maybe he want to be captain, captain with somebody with else. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. But anyway. Two very different styles, I imagine. Um, but there you go. The first piece of news broken. It's hardly news. It's Gorn someone liking... jockeying for the captaincy. I mean, I think we'll that... We'll get Tom Morris onto oh, this. Oh, don't get this on. <laughs> don't start the Twitter wars. <laughs> we'll be on the couch next don't week. Don't start the Twitter wars. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so next topic. So the departure lounge. What do you think, kids? Yes. Who's in the departure well, lounge? Introduce it. So we're going to have a new segment. Oh, sorry, of course. Starting today, called the departure lounge. Very clever from you. Um, and basically, it's for any trade-related scuttlebutt, um, anything random you want to talk about. Please send us your thoughts on who should be traded, what deals you're hearing about, and we'll devote time to it without any verification. None at all. Um, so there's no verification. No. Rumor is too imbecilic to be featured on this podcast. Mm. Please know that. So please send us whatever imbecilic uh, rumors and ideas you have. Imbecilic? What a term. Um, so is to that begin the wrong with, word to use in that context? No, I think it makes sense. Okay, great. Um, Gus. So oh, he's not being traded. He's not being traded is what we've been told from yes. Tom Morris for what that's From worth. Tom Morris. From, no, but I think from the club as well. Look, eight disposals is not great. I think 11 disposals. Or 11, sorry, rather, is not great. Yeah. Um, but he's a good player and the truth is I was, I, was, I was looking at his stats for this year and they're not that bad he's averaging around about I think it's 22 or so possessions a game last year he was closer to 26 
But it's the recent but, weeks that have been quite a little yeah. bit concerning. I think he's just had a bad year. But before that, his, his career was generally consistently improving. Very much so. Uh, he's had an off year like the club. I, yeah, I think it's just he's been played out of position. There's a lot of uncertainty. I also think maybe he's just one of those players who's just kind of angling towards the finish line. You know, like yeah. it's you get towards the end of the season and you kind of, I imagine you're going through the motions a little bit when it comes to the games. Totally, totally. So I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm fine with that. Um, Landon versus Hill, which we have talked about a little bit. I just want to put something to our listeners and to you. I think we should go for Landon instead of Hill. And can I explain why? Okay, this is a very controversial call. Here's your hot take, Karen. Here's my hot take. I don't know if it's that controversial. So if you look at the statistics, okay. You're a stats man, aren't you? I'm uh, more about impact, but you're a stats man. I am a bit of a stats man. So this season, they've both averaged 24 touches a game. Um, in terms of how it breaks down, Hill has slightly more uncontested possessions than Langdon. Langdon has slightly more contested than Hill, but they're pretty much even, 24 touches. Their disposal efficiency is the same, 69%. Yeah, now, but I feel like Bradley Hill is a vastly better kick than Langdon. Well, Bradley Hill has more turnovers than Langdon. Considerably really? more turnovers. Yeah, more than half a turnover a game. So, I mean, look, I think part of that maybe... And that, stats that, lie. Stats lie, and part of that maybe that Hill's am, uh, attempting some more ambitious kicks. I would say that would probably be the case. But, you know, to be clear, it's not as if there's a massive gap, at least statistically, in terms of ball, ball use. Let's talk about the advantages of Langdon. So he's 23... Hill's 26. Are you working for Langdon's management? No, I'm just making the pitch here. He's, he's younger, less turnovers, like I said. And this is the key thing. We, we would have to give up way less for Langdon. He's not contracted, he's not as big a name, yeah. and he's younger. Yeah. Right? So I think we could probably do the Langdon deal maybe for like a pick 20, something like that. Right. Pick 15 to 20. Yeah. For Hill, it's hard it's to imagine. It's going to be complicated. We, yeah. We're going to have to do something a bit convoluted. Particularly with a couple of extra years on his contract. I mean, look, I think that... Obviously, the goal should be to get both, but that would probably be a bridge too far. It also sounds like Bradley Hill is going to St Kilda, and that's fairly... No one goes to St Kilda. Well, according to Brad Hardy on Twitter, he is going to St Kilda. Hawkeye over here watches Brad Hardy's Twitter very closely, and he seems to think that that is where Brad Hill is heading. I don't know about that. Okay, but assume for the moment that they're both on the table. Because it does sound like we're chasing both. Yeah. And we've been very hard on, on, um, uh, on Langdon. I just think I just think Langdon makes more sense for us. I think Langdon's more achievable for us, yeah. and you know, and is an easier deal to get done. The Hill thing is definitely more complicated. But if we can do both, I mean, that would be a dream. It'd be huge, but but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, look, the truth is, if we get one of them, it'd be very good. I agree. Um, in terms one of them will make a big improvement to the team. Maybe not, maybe not big, but an improvement to the team. No, I think a very big improvement. Um, if we do go for Hill, um, so our correspondent Kieran Gray on our Facebook page has put forward some suggestions on how to make the deal happen. I think they're quite interesting. One is swapping our top pick, which we think is probably going to be pick three. Yeah, it sounds like Gold Coast will get that extra pick, yeah. uh, like pick two, which is very disappointing for us. But disappointing, probably reasonable. Probably reasonable. Yeah. I mean, look, they have been that bad for that long that they probably do warrant that pick, extra pick. Totally, totally. But if we get pick three, um, the guy who, according to Cal Toomey, is, is in the frame of pick three is this guy Caleb Sarong who apparently has Robbie Gray traits in the forward line oh and Lockie gosh. Neal traits in the midfield. Some of these like <laughs> absurd comparisons are like, oh, he's the next, you know, what, the Cal Morton is the next, you know, freaking... Cal Morton, yeah. No, but you know, who do they compare Cal Morton to in his draft uh, year? I don't even like to That's what I that. want to go back and think, who did he play like according to the... Yeah, but also, 
a lot of these topics are guns as well. Yeah, it's true. But the, the overstatements are definitely far and wide. Okay. Well, putting that aside, it's still pick three. So one option that, that Kieran flags is we swap our pick three for Frio's first round pick, which is currently around about pick nine. Right. Um, and we also get Hill. Now, I don't know if they'd do that deal. That's probably, they might want something more than that. I think they would want more than that. I don't think they would go for Hill in that situation. Um, And then another option is giving next year's first round pick for Hill. And obviously we don't know where we'll finish next year. The hope would be that we'd be in the top six and only have to give, say, I don't know, pick 12. That could be very dangerous. It is dangerous. Based on this year's performance, that could be, I mean, it'll be a really interesting question because... It will really, really test how the club sees this year. Yeah. You know, what they are done. Are we a fourth place team or are we, are we a 17th place yeah, team? Yeah. Is this an aberration or is this like, actually, are we trying to rebuild? And are they, are they a little bit worried about what's going to happen next year? Right. It would not surprise me if they don't want to trade next year's first round pick. Because well, they're a little bit more concerned that we, we could have another year that's not great. I don't think they're concerned about that. You don't I mean, think so? No, I think they're very bullish. I mean, that's why they traded the high pick we got for Hogan this yeah, year. Yeah, it's true. They think we've gotten all the picks we need and we just need to get players but in. Now, but now, after doing this badly this yeah. year, after finishing... Kira, we're finishing, like, as we have to sort of keep reminding ourselves, we're literally finishing second last. You can't finish second last and think we're just going to bounce up, bounce back from that easy as you like. It's not really how it works. Yeah, I agree. I just think the club and just seeing how Goodwin seems to operate, he seems to believe that the club is really good. Yeah. And the team's really good. And even this year, you can see that by, by some of the decisions he's made. He's, he is pushing for wins. Yeah. So, I don't know. I It would not surprise me at all if we trade some high picks to try and get some class in. And look, if it's for players like Hill, who I genuinely do think are very high quality and have done it for a number of years, I'm okay with if it. If it's for another Dow defender, I might get, like, I might blow my lid. Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, give us your trade thoughts in coming weeks. Um, back to the game very quickly. The Roland Bale Award for Most Underrated Performance. What do you have for me? Uh, JKH. Yeah, he was decent, I thought. Yes. 20 touches. Yeah, I thought he was pretty serviceable. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a little bit like stretched though, isn't he? he? He kind of, he works hard. He's quickish. He's kicking just just a bit high and up in the air. That's the yeah. weakness. Yeah, I mean, it's his first game back, really. I think he shows a bit. Yeah, definitely. yeah, I do think so as well. And I'd like him to play every game from here on. I think so. They might as well give him a chance. He's been doing so well in the VFL. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, solid game from him. Under a lot of pressure, knowing mm. that your career's on the line. Um, neat. The Collingwood game. Oh, this could get ugly. This could get ugly. I mean, Their I don't think form. Collingwood are not playing well. Yeah. at all and they're kind of the walking wounded because everybody is injured and someone like Mason Cox who I feel like is the classic type of player who could really destroy our defence is not in the team which is helpful um, for is he, us is he out this week? yeah he's out for the season oh I missed that yeah 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 okay. so I, I think you know they do have a lot of injuries like mm. Moore is injured Dugowie's injured you know Mason Cox is injured there's Ben Reed is injured there's just a lot of injuries in general um, but they do have just a lot of class in the midfield, and I think yeah. that they might expose us pretty badly. And yeah, players like Sidebottom, yeah, are it very just tough for us. us to handle. Yeah. yeah, and you'd imagine we're going to play a few tags. You'd think that um, Barney might play on someone like Sidebottom, or maybe they'll send Gus. Yeah, Gus has been doing a bit of a defensive job recently to just follow him around and yeah. try and make him accountable. Yeah, I, th- I think Jones played on Pendlebury a couple of years ago, and that worked quite well. Yeah, I wonder how many defensive jobs can you do. That's though? the problem. You can't you have, tag you everyone. At taggers. some point, you need to like win your own ball. So. Right. Yeah. No. Look. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they are definitely vulnerable, and we have a chance. They're not playing well at all. That's definitely true. They yeah. they don't look particularly crash hard. Right. But I do think that 
they've got a little bit more confidence now back after the after the Gold Coast game. I think a player like Trelaw could really kill us. Yeah. Um, and so I think they'll get up probably by around like 30 points. I agree. Um, would you make any changes this week? It sounds like Hoare dominating the VFL. Definitely Hoare back in. Yeah. Is Lever going to play? Well, I'm not sure. Um, it seem, got... seems like he might be okay. Yeah. But you'd hope they'd be very conservative. Yeah, with, definitely. With There's yeah. no point risking anything. Um, but, I mean, May might be good to play. I mean, that would be helpful. So if, if May's in, obviously he would come in for, say, Oscar. Yeah. Um, and you think Hall would come in for Lever if Lever was out. If Lever's out. But even if, if not, you'd find a way to get Hall into the team. Definitely. I think Hall deserves to play. Right. So they're the two players that jump out at me. I don't think I'd play Proust this week. No, I don't think so. Um, I just don't think we really get anything. And I don't want to... Yeah, I don't really know what he adds. Who comes in, though? I mean, you've got these young players like Jordan, who seems to be playing all right. Yeah, let me give him a go. What about Maynard? What do they do about him? So Maynard's had some good games, although I don't know if he played last week. Well, he wasn't in, in the in the best, and he's always in the best. So he's it makes always, me wonder, yeah, wonder whether yeah. he was injured or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if he's free, I, th- I would give him a go. I think so. They might as well. I think now's the time. You just get some games into the I young agree. players. Just I mean, see who's going to be on the list next year. It's right. obviously the season is obviously now well and Clearly. truly done. Yeah. Finally, good one finally will stop Goodwin will stop talking about finals and potential wins and yeah. you know, finally sit there thinking this is just a dress rehearsal for next year. Totally, yeah. totally. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Neat. And thank you, everyone, for joining Deluded again this week. Um, please Instagram us, the Deluded Podcast, or Facebook us. Let us know your trade thoughts, and we'll discuss them next week. Uh, and until next week, go Dees. Go Dees.